Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where you get to so know about things and world events through uh, my perspective, my blind life. Uh, I am your host, Victor Gouveia. And remember to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It is Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? W-H-O-S-E, for those who like to spell things with apostrophes. And yes, I am one of those idiots who made that mistake. Um, but um, go subscribe and make sure you hit that live notification bell so you know when I go live. Um, I don't know if all my shows will be live or pre-recorded. I am getting feedback from some of the guests who are going to be on my show that they would like the show to be pre-recorded, but I'm still in the convincing phase. Now, for those um, who saw my last video, a goodbye of sorts, um, I was in a crisis, a personal crisis. And no, I'm not going to detail my personal life on air. The fact is, my personal life is my own. However, I will say this. I've gone, I've been going through some upheavals in my life that I didn't think I could bear with. And Going through those upheavals tends to change a person's outlook on life, as well as their desire to continue that life, if you know what I mean. Um, so that was why I did my last video, a goodbye of sorts, because I wasn't even sure I was going to continue this. Granted, I never, I haven't received any negative feedback from my videos. Uh, I did receive a thumbs down from I don't know who, and frankly, I don't care. You can thumbs down it all, all you want, and I'll still do the videos. You're not going to affect me. If you really want to affect me, leave a negative comment, and I'll take it into consideration. But anyway, suffice it to say, I went through these upheavals, and I wasn't sure I'd continue with the show. So now here's a secret that not even my wife knows. And that's right, folks. She has no idea about this. The fact is, I'm seeing a therapist, and he thinks my continuing with this show is actually therapeutic for me. Not because I get to talk about my own personal turmoil or my own personal problems or my own personal uh, issues, but because it, it offers me a distraction. Because part of the upheaval I went through was grieving. And believe it or not, I actually, I was, growing up, I was a complete mama's boy. Huge mama's boy. I mean, I used to, I used to walk 10 minutes up and down the street to get my, my, my mom, uh, soft serve ice cream, banana split every year from a particular f festival we had in the Portuguese church. And uh, she couldn't go because her feet were killing her and her arthritis was killing her. But I was a huge mama's boy. So when she died back when I was 27, 28, back in 99, it completely shook my world. Actually, I was 29 now that I think about it. Yeah, it completely shook my world. Add to that 
that the month before December, I'd spent it in the hospital, sleeping in the hospital, because that's how long she was there. And uh, she died a couple of days after Christmas. And um, that hit me really hard. I mean, I didn't even know I could continue my life after that. I can honestly say that the upheavals and the grieving process that I just went through was actually bigger than that. Um, I don't know why it was that big. I don't know why it affected me like that. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know the answers. I mean, I'm a great counselor, yes. But you know what they say, the great greatest counselors are those who can't solve their own problems. So my life was in a turmoil and I wasn't sure I was going to continue with the with the show. My therapist, however, thought it would be a good idea. So here I am, giving you a show, uh, and I'd like to see the channel grow. I'd like to see it go to places that, <laughs> well, not to put too fine a line on it, but go to places where no man has gone before. But... Uh, I digress. I'm hoping it'll be successful. Um, and I'm hoping it'll help. It will be therapeutic for me. Um, like I said, it went against my better judgment. I honestly didn't want to do it. But my therapist believes that this is the best thing for me. So here I am. Now, with that in mind... Uh, I'd like to, well, what am I doing? Hold on, let me check my notes here. Ah. Okay. So, with that in mind, we're going to delve into our very first, well, our only topic today, uh, which is the Toronto Transit Commission, or as it's known here in Toronto, the TTC. And uh, they are our public transportation system. And as I said in the show notes, I actually consider the TTC one of the best public transit systems in the world. Um, but before I get into that, I want to give people who aren't sighted, who have a visual impairment, an idea of where Toronto is on the world map. Now, you, as you may or may not know, Canada is, I believe, the second largest country in, in the world, uh, next to the USSR, or what used to be the USSR, the Soviet Republic. Um, and on the east coast, we have a river called the St. Lawrence River. That St. Lawrence River goes downriver into the interior of Canada. And it feeds into the Great Lakes. And the Great Lakes are one of the world's largest reservoir of clean water fresh water, rather. And, um, you know, everybody's proud that we that they're there. You know, it, it feeds a lot of not only provinces in Canada, uh, but also states in the U United States. And, um, yeah, suffice it to say, um, the St. Lawrence River rides into two 45-degree angle lakes, those being Lake Ontario 
and Lake Erie. And they are roughly, sorry, okay, look folks, I, uh, those who are familiar with my shows know that I have a very talkative stomach. So you'll be hearing no, uh, sounds like that often. <laughs> I just had dinner. Sorry. But anyway, they feed into an oval, well, oval? Yeah, I guess we can call them oval. Um, yeah. Two oval sized pill shaped lakes end to end. And, uh, those are the two major lakes. And then, of course, we have the other three lakes in the Great Lakes region, which is, uh, Lake Huron, Lake Superior, and Lake Michigan. And that is just a bit north of us, uh, north and west. And the three lakes form a, a sort of a trillium. If you've ever seen a trillium plant, it's the three lakes three petal uh flower and um Toronto is on Lake Ontario which is the easternmost lake of the region now even though Lake Ontario is on a 45 degree angle Toronto is too to a certain extent and we are comparable to New York City in size and population. Now, when I say New York City, I mean all five boroughs. Uh, the greater Toronto region also encompasses a region called the Horseshoe, the Golden Horseshoe. And uh, it that Golden Horseshoe circles around the southern part of Lake Ontario and meets at Niagara Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world. And uh, it's split between the Canadian and American border. And, and it also involves Hamilton. Now, having said that, I can tell you about the TTC. Now, public transit in Toronto has been around since the 1850s. However, the TTC, as it's commonly known, has only been around since 1921. In fact, this year, I believe we're celebrating the TTC's 100th birthday. Uh, and in fact, uh, we're also celebrating the 45th year of TTC's version of paratransit, which is called TTC Wheeltran. And I'll describe that a bit later on. But the TTC has been around for about a hundred years. And, um, like I said, I think it's one of the greatest systems in the world. There are buses. There are streetcars similar to the, excuse me, similar to the trolleys you see in San Francisco on light rails. There are trains. Um, I think that's it for street transport. Excuse me, street transport. But that's not to say that uh, that's all there is. We also have uh, what is the word? I believe contracted uh, taxi partners and minibuses for our uh, wheel trans service for paratransit. The TTC is shooting for a complete accessibility by the year 2025, which is when the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act actually comes into tremendous force and starts kicking company butts when they don't comply. So... You, some of you may know it, know this law as being similar to the ADA in the States, the Accessible, the Americans with Disabilities Act, or the Americans with Con uh, Accessible Can Canada Act, which we have in the federal government. But anyway, yeah, 
TTC is well on their way, although I have to say uh, one of the stations that services us out here in where I live, Scarborough, um, is got steps up the wazoo and not as, you know, no escalators going down to the bus platforms. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how they're going to redesign that baby to incorporate total accessibility. As far as their fleet goes, all their trains are accessible with seating for wheelchairs, uh, that flip up and everything. Um, their buses are fully accessible with ramps and kneeling. Uh, even the majority of the streetcars on our roads or trolleys, as they're better known, are accessible. There are some routes that are not accessible with the streetcars. Uh, however, those are, are becoming few and far between. For the most part, it's fairly easy to ride the TTC. The bus routes, the streetcar routes, travel on north and south trajectories and east and west trajectories. So you can pretty much ride it anywhere in the greater Toronto area. Well, sorry, I should say in the metropolitan Toronto area. Um, there are other surrounding areas around what is classified as the greater Toronto area. However, TTC does not service those particular parts. There are other companies like York Region Transit and Peel Transit and Durham Transit, various other places like that. But they are actually hooked in with TTC paratransit system to form one large body of accessible transit for people with disabilities. And that's one of the greater things, which I'll, again, I'll discuss a bit later. Having said that, the cost to ride the TTC bus or train or streetcar is $3.25 per trip. That's not to say that it's $3.25 per vehicle because it isn't. You can actually get a transfer ticket when you pay your fare and you can transfer to any connecting bus, train, or route. <clears throat> To be honest, um, there is this new thing that they invent. They well, they pretty much came up with it on a few of their uh, transit routes called the POP, point of sale purchase. And with those, you don't have to pay when you get in unless you're paying cash fare or tickets or tokens. But if you're just coming on with a a pass to let you ride the bus or TTC trolley or uh, train, you can actually get on it and not have to show it or anything until somebody actually requests it. For the most part, there are people who actually are on the, the streetcars to actually check your ride and make sure that you are supposed to be on it. And if not, they they will kick you off. Having said that, I've seen many a person get on the bus. Well, okay, I haven't seen it, but I've heard many a person get on the bus and not pay. And while they are supposed to be kicked off the bus, they generally don't get kicked off the bus. The fact is the TTC drivers and uh, staff just let them go on about their day. And, you know, 
what are they going to do? They can't physically force somebody off the bus. Now, having said that, the TTC, like the New York transportation system, also has its own private police force. And they are, um, I forget the word, but they are allowed to issue tickets if you break any of the bylaws. And uh, they are allowed to kick you off and escort you off, as well as arrest you until the regular police get there. And um, they do a lot, a heck of a lot. And um, it's a really popular system. I mean, I saw that, I checked out the annual report for 2019, and they tallied the number of riders for that year as 535 million riders they accommodated. As far as the paratransit system, they accommodated 4.5 million riders and rides for 2019. And that's saying a lot, considering our population in the city is about 2 or 3 million. Now, why do I think it's the best? Because it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, regardless of what day it is. There, We have had strikes before. However, the TTC is considered an essential service, and therefore strikes are rare now. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Bear with me, folks. Okay. So, yeah, but they work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And while not all routes are 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there are routes that are walkable. In other words, you can walk from one 24-hour route to the other without breaking a sweat. The city is what I deem as very, very safe. Um, Yes, uh, I'm sure there's creepy things happening in the dark recesses of the place. But yeah, the buses are always there always running, and after 9 p.m., if you feel you are not going to be safe stopping at the standard bus stop, you can ask them, ask, excuse me, ask them to stop at a particular bus stop that isn't on the route. Well, that's in the middle of the bus stops, rather. So if you have to stop at a an apartment building complex that happens to be between two streetcars, uh, two bus stops, then the bus will accommodate you and stop where it's safe to do so and let you off at that particular juncture that you requested. Uh, that does not happen during the day. Um, although I have had it done during the day, once or twice before for me. Um, But peak hours are from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And from, I want to say, 3 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Sorry, 3 p.m. to 6 or 7 p.m. And usually you can take your pets on the TTC except during peak hours. But let's face it, some drivers don't care. As long as your pet is in control, on leash, they will let you ride. As far as service dogs and service animals are concerned, they let those on regardless. As they should, because that's the law. Now, with that in mind, A lot of people wonder, 
I mean, is it just buses and train and, and trolleys? No, we also have. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, five or six actual subway lines, and uh, those run across the city, both north and south, and east and west. And uh, or just over half of them, about forty-five of them, forty-five of the seventy-five stations are accessible. And by accessible, I mean with elevators and escalators. Um, they are, as I said, on goal to make the TTC and its train stations 100% accessible by the year 2025. And I'm assured that's happening because I went to a couple of meetings. And... Uh, We'll just have to see. I mean, I have no idea how they're going to make Warden Station accessible because that that thing is just... Uh, it, it's a monument to inaccessibility. Okay. Great sausage buns. Great beef patties. Great samosas. Oh, God, I love their samosas. But, yeah, they're not accessible. Not that great. But... Again, we'll have to see. There's still four more years till 2025, and we'll see what happens. As I said, the cost of the average ticket for an adult is $3.25. And for post-secondary students or students in college and university, for seniors over the age of 65 and for children between the ages of 13 and 17, the fare is $2.30, $2.30. Also, uh, if your child is under the age of 13, they ride for free. It doesn't matter what time, what, what day, they ride for free. And this is a recent addition uh, within the last, uh, I want to say, four years, maybe five. But it's something they introduced, free children. And uh, now, how does that help us, people on low income, people with disabilities? As far as blind people go. The CNIB, or the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, institutes a bus pass program, which up until, I would say, the last year or the year before, they handed out daily bus passes. Not daily, rather, yearly bus passes. Forgive me. Yearly bus passes, which allowed blind people free travel on the bus on the TTC, rather, at any time or any day. And that also includes paratransit, wheel trans. So if you had a free transport on standard transportation, you would have free transport on wheel trans as well. Also, the prices for fares are the same, whether you're on wheel trans or the standard TTC. Now, okay, look, I don't mean to pick on BC. I, I really don't. My only excuse is that I've, I've experienced two lives here in Toronto and in BC, Quinell, BC, to be more exact. And I can only compare my lives or my experiences to those two cities. However, I do have anecdotal stories from various friends that I've heard over the years who tell me how great the TTC's paratransit system is after I tell them everything I tell them. And they tell me stories about their transit systems. So I can relay some of those. For example, 
a friend of mine who happens to live in Cleveland, there is a paratransit system that you have to schedule a week in advance. And uh, they can pretty much cancel your ride outright if it's not accommodational to other people. Now, does that mean that Wheeltrans does that? Hell no. Wheeltrans accommodates approximately 99% of their ride requests. Lately, because of COVID, they've been doing individual trips. But before COVID, it wasn't unheard of to have multiple people in the car on one trip. For example, if you had uh, two people going in the same direction to the same, more or less to the same place, they would get dropped off. So there was ride sharing. Having said that, they're not doing that now, as I said, because of COVID. But that doesn't change that they're still using taxis. They're still using the standard Wheeltrans buses, which have this really freaking name to it called Promise and and ambulatory stuff, and it, it's it's weird. But anyway, it's 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 that. There is, sorry, I don't want to slip into Wheeltrans yet because there's a lot to cover with Wheeltrans. So let me finish the TTC part of it. There is discounted fares for people with low income and people who, and people with disabilities. Those discounted fares are provided to, to us by the city. If you're not blind, rather. And uh, they are done through application, which investigates your finances and makes sure that you are eligible, financially eligible. And uh, they are done 12 months at a time. And they are automatically renewed unless you tell them otherwise. If you are on Ontario Works, otherwise known as welfare, the Ontario Disability Support Program, which is welfare for people with disabilities, and child tax benefit recipients. And if you happen to be on both child tax benefits and Ontario Works or on ODSP, there's criteria that you have to add up to there too. Having said that, let's move on to Wheeltrans. Wheeltrans is the paratransit system for Toronto, for the Toronto Transit Commission, and they are around for people who can cannot take the standard TTC buses, trains, or trolleys, or streetcars, rather, uh, for part or all of their trip. Now, there are two kinds of eligibility. There's permanent disability, there's conditional disability, and temporary disability. Uh, I fall into the permanent disability, not because I'm, not because I'm blind, but because I've got other health matters that, uh, just don't allow me to ride the transit system. Um, but that's not to say only blind folks are on there, although blind folks have been added on as an eligibility to wheel trends in recent years. The eligibility criteria has laxed, meaning it isn't so stringent anymore. You can, like I said, take your chances. There are three ways that you can apply for Wheeltrans. You can do it online through their online application. However, you do have to have a printer so you can print out the medical form that has to be filled out by your doctor. Or you can ask for a paper copy 
of which can be emailed, mailed, or faxed to the TTC. Or you can call the TTC customer service line at 416-393-4111 and they will take your application over the phone. Uh, they will also mail you or send you out a copy of the medical form that has to be filled out by your doctor. Now, out in BC, in Quinell specifically, the buses only run certain times and days. They run Monday to Friday from, I believe, 6 in the morning until uh, 9 in the evening. On Saturdays, uh, between, I want to say, yeah, I'm not going to give a morning time, but suffice it to say, the bus travel ends at 6 p.m. And they don't run on Sundays. That's not a public transit system that anyone can count on. At all. And believe me, when I start getting into the paratransit system out there, you're going to think there's no point in it. But in Toronto, the trains don't travel 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And by trains, I mean subways. Because they have to be clean, don't they? And the tracks have to be clean, stuff like that. However, for the times that they don't operate, we have bus services that take their place. So they actually have buses that substitute for the trains that basically travel on street level. Having said that, the paratransit or wheel trends, operates between 6 a.m. and 1 a.m. Unlike BC's paratransit system, that operates between 8 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. Because after 2.30 p.m., they have something else going on. What the fuck does that mean? Are they saying people with disabilities aren't allowed to go out after 2.30 p.m.? That's utterly ridiculous. Plus, on top of everything, blind people and people with disabilities don't have to pay to get on the regular bus, but yet they have to pay to get on the paratransit system. Why? And for those who don't know what I'm doing, I'm holding up my hands in a what-the-fuck gesture. The fact is, the paratransit system is there for people who can't take conventional transit. And yet, they're somehow underserved. I mean, how is a person supposed to get around? I mean, say a person has to go to the doctor or the ER at whatever the time, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, going to an after-hours clinic. Or the ER, period, because they're sick. And they're not. there are no after-hours clinics. Well, you better hope you get there before 9 and they can see you before 9 because you can't get back home without a without a without bus service. Now, with Wheeltrans, you're allowed to do same-day bookings. If it isn't an emergency, you have to give them a 4-hour window. 
a four hour, yeah, four hour window about that. However, you can book rides up to a week in advance and as, with as little as four hours in advance. There is conditional eligibility or conditional acceptance if you find yourself in an emergency situation that requires that you need to go see a doctor or other medical transportation where you haven't put in your application for eligibility yet, but you need the service. And if that's the case, they will grant you temporary uh, access, uh, uh, acceptance. And like I said, the price for Wheeltrans is pretty much the same as regular transit. $325 for adults, $230 for postgraduates, post-secondary rather, seniors and children between 13 and 17. And under 13 is free. There is no changes. The service is there. Why is it there? Because people can't take regular transit. Are they supposed to, are we supposed to just give up on those people? And hope to get the, hope to God they can find their own transportation? No! You can't. Don't get me wrong. Okay? There are grants that you can apply for to have your vehicle changed over to wheelchair accessible and various other things. But why the hell would I would I have to pay so much money for that when I can take Wheeltrans? Now, that's not to say that there aren't the the occasional problems, the occasional one-offs. On the standard TTC, I believe a couple of years ago, we had a, um, what was the term? Um, anyway, the they were bilking the insurance company of the TTC a ton of money for stuff that people didn't need because they were claiming to be medical devices or something like that physiotherapies and and uh stuff like that it was a scandal that's the word i'm looking for i'm sorry i'm sorry but yeah that was a scandal and and those happen i mean my god there's so many people working for the ttc it's i believe it's up in the hundred thousands if not tens of thousands so you're bound to have a bad apple in there somewhere. And there are sometimes fuck-ups with wheel trans. For example, I can give you a perfect example. Out here we have something called the Scarborough Center for Healthy Communities, which I'm hoping to actually get an interview with the people from there in particular the chiropodist that goes there, and uh, they haven't responded in terms of actually saying yes to it yet, but let's hope they do. I was there not uh, about a week ago, maybe a little under a week ago, seeing the chiropodist, or foot doctor, if you don't know what a chiropodist is. Because foot doctors are necessary for people with diabetes. Because diabetes is the number one cause of amputation. And out here, as I said in my last video, the government feels that foot doctors are a necessary medical thing for people with diabetes. And so these foot doctors operate free of charge for those on their standard medical plan. 
Well, my Scarborough Center for Healthy Communities, or Diabetes Clinic as I call them, is right next to our huge chain of drugstores, otherwise known as Shoppers Drug Mart. And unfortunately, a lot of the times, the drivers who come to pick me up don't go to the Scarborough Center for Healthy Communities. They go to the Shoppers Drug Mart where they think I am. I don't know why they do that. I have no idea. I'm not even going to try to explain because well, it's, that's what they do. But, uh, yeah, it's it's stuff like that, things like that, mix-ups like that, that happen every once in a while. And uh, you're bound to get that on any large system. But I promise you, the benefits outweigh the cost. By a landslide. Because I I love the TTC. I used to work on the TTC back in the night. Not work on the TTC. But I used to take the TTC. Back when I was. Had sight. And every so often. I'd have to get on the streetcar. And every once in a while, there'd be a streetcar driver who would announce the stops in a creative fashion. He'd either sing the stops, give a funny history about the stop, make a funny joke about the stops. It was great. I used to have a laugh every morning when I'd go to work and I'd arrive at work just laughing at what this guy says. By the way, unlike in BC, bus drivers are supposed to call out the stops, but no, they don't have to. The fact is, buses do it automatically. They call out each stop in sequence as you go by them so you always know where you are and where to get off now you're probably wondering well how do i know which bus to take well i don't know i they have well over 200 routes on in toronto and each bus streetcar and train actually has an announcement box by the door that speaks out the train number, where it's going, and how to get there if necessary. For example, there's a bus route next to my house, and it's called the 17 Birchmount Bus. And it travels north and south. And while it travels north and south, always to the same place, there are certain bus routes, 17A, 17B, and 17C, that take different routes to get to that one place up north, on its northernmost point, right? One goes by uh, a residential area. Another one goes by uh, just straightforward. I I don't know. I've never actually checked the details of it. But yeah, there's a lot of those. Where the number route is preceded by a letter, which details its different or what it's supposed to do differently from the standard route. And usually those are done uh, during peak hours. Uh, peak hours being the busiest hours that the TTC does drive. And uh, 
they're done more for accommodation as a luxury, actually. Having said that, Wheeltrans doesn't have such restrictions. They will take you door to door. They will take you to a part of the system that you can take if you desire that. For example, if I I said Warden Station is not that accessible. However, the next station over, Kennedy Station, which is at the end of the bus line, uh, the train line, is accessible. So if I wanted to, and I was feeling daring and independence, and believe me, when you go into Kennedy Station, you have to be daring because that place is confusing as hell. I mean, there's, I don't I think there's 20 buses just coming out of that bus station alone, or that subway station, rather. And, um, but if I'm feeling daring, I can actually request Wheeltrans to take me from my home to Kennedy Station instead of my taking the 17 Birchmount bus down to Warden Station and having to climb all those stairs. You might say that makes me lazy. Yeah, I'll fucking admit it. That makes me lazy. But the fact is, I mean, come on. Great samosas don't make up for the tiredness I feel when I get to the top of the stairs. <laughs> I know. It's 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 weird that way. I'm weird that way. But anyway, yeah. And of course, you know, if you're on temporary disability, for example, one of the things they automatically do when you start going blind, which is what they did for me and how I was introduced to Wheeltrans back in 2002, was during my transition from sighted to blind, they, and while I was having O&M skills, orientation and mobility skills, they hooked me up with Wheeltrans. However, during my O&M training, I did develop uh, other health conditions that restricted my access to standard uh, bus routes and stuff. So uh, I stayed on it. So now I, if I need door-to-door service, I can do that. They do have cameras in each TTC vehicle, cabs alike, and they do audit you on wheel trams to make sure that your eligibility is still the same. Because let's face it, if you just got it as a temporary thing because you broke your leg, and now your leg is better and you can walk again, you don't need the wheel transport. So, yeah, they check that out. It's also done for the safety of the drivers and, and stuff like that. They are allowed to push you on, on your wheelchair, help you on the bus. They have to make sure you're tightened with a seatbelt. And honestly, it feels like I'm ordering a cab. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the ride is there. Whether I need to go from here to downtown or from here to the west side of the city, they will take me anywhere, including the airport, which is on the far west side of the city. So it's a great service. I cannot compare it enough to other transit systems. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if there are the transit systems that can equal or best it. But from what I hear and the stories I've heard from down south of the border and even my own experiences in Quinnell, they can't. They just can't. So, 
If you have any questions, actually, I should check the comment section below. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, folks. Okay. There's a boy in the background staring at the stream. Dude, what are you saying? Okay. Uh, I don't know why there's a boy watching in the background. Um, I don't know that there is a boy watching in the background. I am blind, so if there is, I don't know. Okay, so those are the only two comments. So I actually have a couple of people watching. Well, thank you for watching, guys. I'm glad you could join us, or join me, rather. Uh, remember, go subscribe to my channel and uh, check me out. I'm hoping to have guests on the show. As I said, I'm hoping to get uh, staff from the Scarborough Center for Healthy Communities, which hosts... Uh, one of our diabetes clinics and uh, who knows I also have some friends who are going to be by to tell us about their lives and how they went blind and uh, that's the sort of things you can expect from the channel I'll also have some tutorials every once in a while or maybe box openings for example if I get a new phone I'll show you guys what it looks like and how it is and describe it for you. Um, one of the things I thought about doing was because um, several years ago, a lot of my friends on email lists or what used to be known as precursors to Facebook groups, uh, they used a file sharing site called SendSpace. And there was a SendSpace wizard that people could use to upload. And if you were a paid member of SendSpace, you could use download files as well. And I thought about doing a, a tutorial on that because I became fairly efficient with it. Uh, however, SendSpace has gone down. In fact, I keep it around just for... Uh, the benefits of downloading and uh, other people use the accounts as well and if they want me to do a, a, a show based on that I can do it um, I would show you everything I'm actually looking at on the TPC but I'm not that good with StreamYard yet so you guys are going to have to bear with me for a few uh, when I do get my wings under me, I'll be able to share my screen and show you different things that I want to present. For example, they had a great, uh, the TTC has a great video on how you can apply for Wheeltrans. Um, and that was a YouTube video on its own. And I, I would have loved to play that for you because it was so informative. Uh, and it details every step of the application process and how to fill out the application online. But uh, like I said, I'm not that great with StreamYard yet. Speaking of which, huh, it's almost time to go. So I hope you've enjoyed my detailing of the Toronto Transit Commission here in Toronto. And again, I'm sorry I had to, uh, I could only compare it to BC, but those are the only places I've lived. And besides, BC needs to get its ass kicked. Because if they don't improve their shit, what's the point of them being there or calling themselves Canadian? So I hope you enjoyed the show today. And, um, with any luck, I'll, uh, I don't know, 
Maybe I'll be back with another show soon. I was supposed to do a show every Tuesdays, but it's starting to be when I can, uh, when I want to. But uh, you guys come check me out. And if you have any suggestions, comments, or feedback, feel free to leave it in the comment section below. Or you can email at whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com. And uh, I will see you guys later. <laughs>